Welcome to Path of a Green Witch podcast. My name is Andrea. Mullen, or Verbascum thapsus, is a velvety soother. There are about a dozen other common names for mullen that give you an idea of what this plant was used for, as well as what it looks and feels like. Jupiter staff, candlewick plant, torches, velvet dock, flannel plant, flannel flower, feltwort, Aaron's rod, shepherd's staff, lungwort, blanket leaf, bunny's ears. There are probably even more names that I have yet to find. In this episode, I'm going to share everything I've learned about mullen, including how it's used medicinally. I'm going to cover mullen's history of healing, the therapeutic uses, mullen recipes and how to use them, growing information, and finally, mullen magic. If you're getting value from this podcast, please consider supporting Path of a Green Witch podcast with a small monthly contribution. The link to the support page is in the description. Listener support means so much to me. A very special thank you to the supporters of Path of a Green Witch podcast. You guys are the best. The statements I make on this podcast are for educational purposes only. My statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. Therefore, the statements I make are not meant to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. All of the information I share is simply for informational purposes only. You should always consult with a licensed healthcare professional before you start taking a new vitamin, supplement, medicinal herb, or conventional medication. You should also get professional advice before you start a new exercise program or if you suspect that you might have a health problem. Knowledge is power. I hope you use the information I share with you to seek the best care for yourself and the people you love. Thank you for listening. Let's start with a few safety precautions. Please keep in mind that mullein seeds are toxic and can cause poisoning. Mullein seeds should never be included in any mullein extract, capsule, or tea. Mullein seeds should not be consumed. With the exception of the seeds, mullein is considered safe for human consumption. But like I said, mullein seeds should never be consumed. Do not eat or drink anything that has mullein seeds in it. For adults who are not pregnant or breastfeeding, mullein is considered safe when taken in amounts typically recommended. If you decide that you want to take medicinal amounts of mullein, you should consult with a doctor first. You should also let a doctor know if your symptoms don't improve improve significantly within two weeks. Obviously, if you have an adverse reaction to any mullein preparation, you should stop using it immediately. History of healing. Mullein burns really well when it's dried, which is why it was used for candle wicks in places like ancient Europe that had yet to discover cotton. Apparently, cotton was being used by people in Africa, Asia, and the Americas about 5,000 years ago. I know this episode is about mullein, but quick tangent. Shout out to one of my favorite ancestors, Ivan Van Sertima. I love that guy. Ivan Van Sertima had a theory that Africans were traveling to the Americas before Columbus. The hard evidence that proves this theory are some of the 18 colossal heads that were carved in stone. They are stone representations of human heads carved from basalt. Each of these megaliths depicts a unique human face and most of them have negro features. One of the megaliths even has braids that look like cornrows. They were black people. There is one carving 
that they call El Negro that is undeniably a man of African descent. There is hard evidence carved in stone that proves Africans were in the Americas before the transatlantic slave trade. People don't build monuments to honor slaves. The Africans that came to the Americas before Columbus were highly educated and technologically advanced. The writing and number systems that we attribute to the Maya actually come from the Olmec. People often say that if there was pre-Columbian contact between Africa and the Americas, we would find cocoa in Africa. Maybe. But what about cotton? We all know how valuable a commodity cotton is and has been throughout history. Maybe cocoa was just not as important as cotton and other things like metal alloys. I have so much more I want to share about cocoa, cotton, and Ivan Van Sertima's theory. I will definitely do that in future episodes, but please check the link in the description of this episode and watch Watch the YouTube video if you haven't already so you can see the evidence for yourself. At some point in history, people tried to destroy the monuments, but they couldn't, so they buried them instead. Racist archaeologists have suppressed this information for so long because it destroys the idea of white supremacy. We really are all equal. Race is a social construct. There is no superior group of people. Okay, back to mullen. So mullen burns really well when it is dried, which is why people used mullen leaves and stems as candlewood before they had access to cotton. People collected the downy hairs on mullen leaves and wound them into lamp and candle wicks. This explains why one of the common names for mullen was candlewick plant. It was also called torches because the dried stems and leaves could be dipped in suet or animal fat to make them burn longer. Dating back to ancient Rome, mullen flower stalks were dipped in melted fat and used as torches. These torches were also called hag tapers because they were either used by witches or used to drive away witches. Some ancient cultures around the world believed that mullen could protect people from witchcraft and evil spirits. Mullen was traditionally used to treat coughs, sore throats, respiratory infections, ear infections, hemorrhoids, and diarrhea. Mullen is a velvety soother from the Scrofulariaceae family. Other plants in the Scrofulariaceae family are figwort, foxglove, and eyebright. The name Scrofulariaceae comes from scrofula, which is an old term for chronically swollen lymph glands. Scrofula was later identified as a form of tuberculosis. The Latin name for mullen is verbascum thapsus. The name verbascum might be a corruption of the word barbascum, which comes from the Latin word barba, meaning beard. This is a reference to the hairy surface of the leaves and stems of the mullen plant. The common name mullen comes from the way the French used the herb in the Middle Ages. Melander is an animal disease that causes boils on horses' necks. The French used mullen to treat melander. Eventually, Melander was shortened to Melin, which eventually became Mullen. Or maybe the name comes from the Latin word mollis, which means soft, referring to Mullen's texture. I'm not sure. The Greek physician from the first century, Dioscorides, prescribed a decoction of Mullen root in wine for lask and fluxes of the belly, also known as diarrhea. Ayurvedic physicians in ancient India prescribed Mullen for coughs. In the 17th century, Nicholas Culpepper wrote that gargling with a mullen decoction easeth toothache and old cough. William Coles later wrote that farmers give it to their cattle against cough. Colonists introduced mullen to the Americas and it was used by Native Americans to treat coughs, bronchitis, and asthma. Surprisingly though, people smoked mullen to treat respiratory ailments. Doctors today would never recommend smoking anything to treat a respiratory problem. During the California gold rush in the mid-1800s, miners used mullen to 
torches to light mine shafts, and 19th century eclectic physicians used mullen as a diuretic to treat water retention. They also used it to treat colds, coughs, asthma, tonsillitis, diarrhea, hemorrhoids, and urinary tract infections. At that time, mullen was listed in the National Formulary. The National Formulary was one of two compendia which made up the United States Pharmacopoeia that was published annually until 1936. Now for the therapeutic uses of mullen. The list of therapeutic uses for mullen is pretty long. Mullen is a versatile and very useful plant that can be made into a tea, tincture, infused oil, or compress as a remedy for the following ailments. Colds, flu, coughs, sore throats, bronchitis, laryngitis, tonsillitis, ear infections, respiratory infections, hemorrhoids, diarrhea, sores, burns, fungal infections, and slow healing wounds. Mullen is known for for its demulcent or tissue coating properties. It contains a soluble fiber called mucilage that swells and turns into a slippery gel when it absorbs water. This is one of the reasons that mullen is soothing to the throat and skin. But mucilage isn't the only reason mullen is soothing. Mullen also contains astringent tannins and anti-inflammatory properties as well. Tannins are chemicals that can help stop bleeding from small wounds, slow uterine bleeding, reduce inflammation and swelling, dry out weepy mucous membranes, and relieve diarrhea. Mullen also has antiviral and antibacterial effects. In 2002, researchers at Clemson University published results that showed mullen kills disease-causing bacteria. Mullen is endorsed for colds by Commission E in Germany, which is similar to the FDA in the U.S. There are several compounds in mullen that work together to provide medicinal benefits. These include glycosides, polysaccharides, and saponins. Glycosides provide anti-inflammatory properties. They reduce heat, redness, and the swelling of it inflammation. Polysaccharides and saponins provide the demulcent properties and they seem to have an expectorant effect. Expectorants stimulate removal of mucus from the lungs so that coughing becomes more effective. Expectorants are great for when there is a lot of chest congestion. Saponins are chemicals that are found in some plants. They make a soapy lather if they're mixed with water. The saponins in mullen have anti-inflammatory, pain-relieving, and anti-tumor properties. Mullen also has other natural occurring chemical compounds which have antioxidant and anti-inflammatory properties as well. One study showed that combining the medication amatidine with mullen increased antiviral activity against influenza. Mullen also has antibacterial properties that allow it to kill E. coli and staphylococcus and other harmful bacteria. So like I said, mullen can be made into a tea or tea blend, tincture, a cough syrup, a compress, a poultice, or an infused oil. Here are a few recipes. First, mullen tea recipe. This is a basic recipe for mullen tea that will soothe a sore throat and calm a cough. It may also help relieve symptoms of diarrhea. Mullen has a bitter taste, so you may want to add sugar, honey, or lemon to your mullen tea. You can also add mullen tea to an herbal beverage blend to improve the flavor. So all you need to do is pour two cups of boiling water over one tablespoon of dried mullen leaves and flowers. Let it steep for 10 minutes minutes, then strain it. Drink one cup two to four times daily. Next is triple good tea. This is a soothing tea for sore throats, but you shouldn't use it for more than seven days. You need to mix equal parts marshmallow root, mullen, and licorice root. Put one teaspoon of the mixture in a cup and add boiling water. Let it steep for five minutes. Strain and sweeten it to taste. You can use honey, stevia, rice,
spice syrup or the sweetener of your choice. Next, you can either buy or make a mullein tincture. Mullein tincture is very easy to make, but it takes a while, so if you need this remedy in a hurry, you might want to buy a tincture that has been prepared commercially. Tinctures are just extracts that are made with alcohol instead of water. Tinctures are highly concentrated, so they are more portable than infusions, decoctions, or even the herb itself. Tinctures also have a long shelf life because the alcohol acts as a natural preservative. Commercial manufacturers typically use grain alcohol, which is about 190 proof or 95% alcohol by volume. Grain alcohol is colorless and has no distinct taste or smell, but the aftertaste is so harsh and burning that people often cough after drinking it. If you make your own tincture at home, you can use vodka or brandy that is about 100 proof. I would recommend choosing an alcohol that you actually like rather than the cheapest one you can find, but vodka tends to be cheaper than brandy. People who don't drink alcohol can make a tincture out of warm vinegar, but make sure you don't boil the vinegar. You should use wine vinegar or apple cider vinegar instead of white vinegar, and the directions are basically the same as for alcohol tinctures. So here's what you do. Add one ounce of powdered dried mullein to five ounces of alcohol or warm vinegar. Seal the container tightly and keep it away from direct sunlight. Allow the mixture to steep for six weeks. Strain out the plant material if you want to, then store the tincture in a cool place. Tinctures are very potent, so keep in mind that a little goes a long way. Next is mullein cough syrup. Did you know that you can make a cough syrup with the leaves of the mullein plant? Here's what you do. Place half a pound of mullein leaves in a one quart jar. Fill the jar with boiling water. Let this infusion cool to room temperature. Strain the leaves and discard them. Then add honey to the infusion until the mixture is the consistency of a syrup. You can take a one tablespoon dose as needed. Next, mullein compress. A strong cool infusion of mullein applied as a compress is a useful remedy for treating hemorrhoids. Infusions are hot water extracts made from herbs. Infusions are similar to teas, but they are much stronger because they are steeped longer. All you need to do is add two teaspoons of dried mullein to one cup of boiling water and let it steep for 20 minutes. After 20 minutes, it should not be hot anymore, but check the temperature with your finger to be sure. Then, dip a clean cloth into the cool mullein infusion and apply it to the affected area for about 20 minutes. You can repeat this as needed. Next is a mullein poultice. Instead of making a traditional mullein poultice, you could also just heat a piece of mullein leaf and apply the leaf to the affected area. But if you decide to make it, a mullein poultice is a good remedy for wound healing. You just need to mix ground mullein with a small amount of water to make a poultice. So here's what you do. Grind the flowers and or leaves of mullein into a powder. Then add enough water to make a paste. Apply the paste to the affected area and cover it with gauze to prevent a mess. Lastly, you could make a mullein oil infusion. And there are two ways you could do this. You could either make a cold infusion or a hot infusion. First, the cold mullein oil infusion. This is the classic preparation for mullein-infused oil that can be used to treat the pain from ear infections. Just put three or four drops of mullein-infused oil in the ear every few hours. Ear pain and ear infections can actually be very serious, so you definitely want to consult with a licensed medical professional before using this remedy. So here's what you do to make it. Put mullein flowers in a clear bottle and fill the bottle with olive oil. Leave the jar near a sunny window for two to three weeks. Strain the oil and place it in a dark bottle with a dropper dispenser. Store the oil in a cool 
cool place. Next, hot mullein oil infusion. This preparation is ideal for when you need mullein oil in a pinch. It can be used and stored just like the cold infusion recipe. All you need to do is gently heat a mixture of dried mullein and olive oil in a double boiler for up to three hours. Allow the oil to cool, then strain it. Place the infusion in a dark bottle with a dropper dispenser and store it in a cool place. Growing information. Mullein is not generally grown as a garden plant. It's actually more likely to be found at the edge of the garden among the weeds. This is especially true if that area has sandy or rocky soil. Mullein grows easily from seed and the seeds are very hardy. Mullein seeds remain viable for decades. In one study, moth mullein seeds or verbascum blataria remained viable for 120 years. Mullein is a biennial herb with large gray-green leaves and stems that are covered in soft, fuzzy hairs. The leaves can be up to a foot long and five inches wide. The edges of the leaves have rounded teeth. Because it is biennial, you have to wait until the second year of growth for mullein to produce flowers. In the second year of its life, mullein produces a single rod-like stem that shoots up from the center of the plant, covered in small, bright yellow, honey-scented flowers. The tall flower spike can grow up to eight feet tall. It's shaped like a cylindrical spike with small yellow flowers clustered at the top. But this flowering action only happens in the second year of the plant's life. The first year, mullein produces its long, flannel-soft, fuzzy lance-shaped leaves that can be harvested and used for medicinal purposes. You can harvest up to one-third of the leaves the first year and the rest the following year before it blooms. Pick the flowers as they open and you can harvest the roots in autumn. There are more than 350 plants in the genus Verbascum and most are native to Eurasia. There are actually over 90 species of mullein that are native to Europe alone. When mullein was brought to the Americas, it spread easily. Now you can find mullein growing wild in the US and Canada in dry gravelly soil or sandy soils. It can be found growing along roads and in dry fields. It grows so prolifically, some people consider it an annoying weed. Traditionally in Europe, mullein had many different uses, including healing common ailments and protection from spells. Mullein magic. Mullein's energy is feminine. The element that corresponds with mullein is fire, and mullein's planetary companions are Mars, Mercury, and Saturn. Its daily correspondences are Tuesday, Wednesday, and Saturday. The zodiac signs that correspond to mullein are Capricorn and Gemini, and its essential properties are protection and shadow work. Mullen is used for invoking peace. It can be helpful in restoring broken relationships and mending rifts. You can make a healing mullen charm by putting mullen in a sachet or pouch with a rose quartz crystal and a copper coin like a penny. You can either give the charm to the person involved in the conflict or leave the charm in the place where the disagreement happened. Mullen protects against nightmares and evil influences. The energies of mullen can be used to center the spirit and conjure courage. Mullen stalks are are also used to boost candle magic. You can use mullen in any spell that calls for graveyard dirt. This comes from Herbal Magic, a handbook of natural spells, charms, and potions by Aurora Kane. Put some mullen in your dream pillow and say this spell. As now I lay me down to sleep, I pray this herbal pillow keeps bad dreams and nightmares from my head with peaceful dreams to lull instead. Thank you so much for taking some time to hang out with me and learn more about Mullen. I hope you find this information useful. Thanks for listening.